I'm not alone. I mean, not in my affection for this kind of movie lore, at least. Since the explosion of DVDs, the internet, desktop publishing, public access TV, and the like, there's now a whole secret community of people just like me. Most are also male, big surprise, and unmarried, of course. There are a few women in the group, and, as you can imagine, they are as prized and pursued as I've heard that women are in small mining towns in Alaska. More about them later. This community of trivial people, as I call them, mostly to myself, is connected through the web, film fan festivals, midnight movie showings, long information-filled phone calls, and sometimes even face-to-face contact. We know more about movies than the people who've made them, but our need is largely to fit one fact to another, find lost films or even lost scenes from films, to, in essence, make sense of mysteries and piece together the past. In that way, we are like detectives. And if anecdotal evidence is to be trusted, we are just as dogged. I like to think that I differ from some of my trivial colleagues. I am younger, 35, presentable enough looking, sort of a cross between Gregory Peck and Chico Marx, and I have actually been married. That is to say, for a brief time, I had steady sexual congress with someone besides myself. It had, of course, to end. When she left me, Jody who was a film major but not a trivial person and who later became a psychologist, told me, You just go on and on, Roy, long after anybody else is interested in your information. Can't you see everybody's eyes are glazing over? Can't you hear their merely polite grunting? They're all waiting for you to finish talking. They don't care what the last silent film Buster Keaton made was. They don't care that Red Skelton remade one of them. And you know what? Neither do I. I think Jody had hoped my charming enthusiasm about this subject, of which she said I had a lot, would just naturally be applied to other subjects. But the night she heard me muttering in my sleep all the best supporting actress Oscar winners, the way others count sheep, I think she knew she had made a big mistake with her life. Still, there are nights when, watching the same old movie on cable, Jody will call me from wherever she is and ask me, with no introductory small talk, not even a hello, who the man playing the waiter is. And when I know, as I always do, she just thanks me and hangs up. And I can hear in her voice relief that there is some security in the world, something stable, and I know that she will call again, and that gives me hope. Anyway, enough of my backstory. The call that changed my life did not come from Jody. It came from Alan Gilbert, perhaps the most petty of all the trivial men I knew. Alan was a few years older than me, For money, he wrote the capsule descriptions of movies in the TV section of one of the New York City tabloids. Gone with the Wind, 1939, Vivian Lee, Clark Gable, Gal Survives the Civil War, you know what I mean. But his real love was his own public access TV show, 
the half hour paid for with most of the salary from his day job, called My Movies. On the show, Alan sat in his tiny East Village apartment and showed forgotten clips from old films, censored scenes, short subjects not seen for 40 years, early pornography, and the like. Occasionally, Alan went on location to interview forgotten actors or cult directors. Mostly, though, it was just Alan, his cameraman, fellow trivial fellow Gus Ziegler, a shabby chair, a projector, a screen, a TV, and that was it. The show ran about 20 times during the week on Channel 297 or something, and chances are, if you've ever flicked around at four in the morning, you've seen him. But while Alan and I had a common interest, okay, obsession, he was never generous about his movie finds. He was competitive, secretive, and unpleasant.